Hello. You are listening to the Scope Creepers podcast, the podcast where we discuss the interface between project management and developers. Uh, I am Christian, the project manager, and then the other end of the line we have... Pedro, I am the developer. And today we're going to explore a subject that we have been walking around for quite some time, and the topic is... Developer egos. Oh, we have a lot of stuff to say about that. So, Pedro, <laughs> since you're the developer and you have the ego, and I'm just your humble, friendly neighborhood project manager, I will ask you to kick it off. What do we need to talk about? Uh, yeah, before jumping into into this, um, I, I thought about like structuring a bit the episode. Uh, thought about defining what is an ego. Uh, how how is it noticeable? Um, how is it perceived among project managers and how is it perceived among developers and you're already proving the point before we even get there fine keep it going <laughs> keep it going <laughs> <laughs> nice one uh, all right yeah um so uh, according to the cambridge dictionary uh, an ego is quote unquote your idea or opinion of yourself especially your feeling of your own importance and ability yeah thoughts well I think a lot of very smart people become systems developers, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm approaching this from the very uh, careful direction. Um, and I think, that. Uh, Let's uh, go all in. All in. And very often, a lot of these people <laughs> end up thinking they're the only, if not the smartest, the only smart person in the entire company. And if everybody just let them fix the stuff, then everything would be hunky-dory and all this nonsense and business stuff would be fixed. Um, and I think that the idea of solving life's problems algorithmically, um, the idea of the developer as the uh, problem hacker in any given situation is uh, rubbing off on people and making them think that they are superheroes. And you're gonna say, what do you mean making right. them think? They are superheroes, right? Or? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, depends on what they're solving. <laughs> um, Are you a superhero, Pedro? No, definitely not. Okay, tell me, so tell me, tell me then what? How do you think that a developer can add more fantastic, exceptional value to the world that other ordinary people can't do? Um, well. To answer that, I would assume that I could myself add exceptional value to the world. Uh, but um, yes, I th uh, the opposite of an ego, being humble. I think that's one thing that provides a huge value. I would say. Um, so, so the um, the epitome of a good developer is somebody who shuts up and does what he's told. <laughs> um, no, definitely not. Um, but ego or being humble is not about that, right? Um, I think I think the definition according to the Cambridge Dictionary um, fits, mm -hmm. um, especially when they say, especially your feeling of your own importance and ability. Um, yes. I think is a symptom of something that is way way deeper, and uh, sometimes uh, the other person is willing or not to discover where is the core of the problem. Uh, but I want to mm -hmm. talk. I want to talk a little bit about how is it? How how do you notice it? I mean, of course, some people are just flashy right they just talk about this that they can do this or they did this or they did that um so that's one of the mm -hmm. obvious things but there's i think there's underlying um uh signals being sent that there is a, an ego there because for example in a 
in an interview, it's not a really a good place to measure ego. There, you can measure some of it, but you can't really measure all of it. Um, so how do you how do you notice when it's not really noticeable? Well, well, it, sometimes it is really noticeable. Yeah. I had a guy interviewing for a DevOps job, who he was like a god. <laughs> so <laughs> when, when somebody says that, that should have all your warning signals flashing. Um, yeah. yeah. Did he but say he was you, a god? <laughs> No, uh, but how do you measure that? I mean, basically, I think I think um, teamwork is the key. I think if you think if you have somebody who's who has the opinion that he can add value through being part of a great team, that he or her or she can can add value by participating in a common solution. And if somebody wants to be part of something bigger than themselves, it's very often an anti-ego uh, uh, approach to development, right? If somebody comes in and says, I'm your problem solver, I'm your uh, happiness maker, I'm your dude, I can make everything work fine, make all your problems go away, just hire me, then obviously we have somebody with a with an ego issue. But yeah. But in the middle, somewhere in the middle, we do have people who who are ambitious, and I actually approve of ambition. As a hiring manager or a project manager, I think a developer with ambitions is cool. Somebody who wants to grow with a job, somebody who wants to achieve bigger things, somebody who wants to be a part of something greater. But thinking that you are the solution uh, and not just a part of the solution, I think that's where the biggest difference is. That's the a red flag, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So, so post-interview, day-to-day um, -day basis because in an interview uh, most people will present themselves as uh, part of the solution or yeah uh, if there's an ego then the solution but what about uh, uh, reactions or even actions that you don't uh, that you notice throughout uh, everyday life uh, that you can spot okay this person has a certain ego and how is it if how does it affect um, normal normal things day-to-day -day? well it, it, um not having the uh, the interest of working with other people, always wanting to go go it your own way, is is one indicator. Mm -hmm. Another indicator is thinking that special rules apply to you when it comes to pull requests and refactoring and error handling and stuff like that. And spe special rules apply to you when it comes to coding standards inside the company. Um, the reason why we have coding standards is that they are standards. Uh, and, 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 and if you yeah. feel yourself to be kind of an aristocracy, that you have the right to hack production database at any given time and screw, screw the rest of the team, um, that is really a warning sign. Yes, you might be a fantastic cowboy programmer, but you will also create a lot of problems for the team down the road. All right. Let, let's let's talk to let's talk about the problems down the road um, just in in a bit. Um, if I may uh, jump in and say how I notice big egos, mm -hmm. um, there is one tiny detail that uh, I can almost uh, spot, uh, or I can spot almost a hundred percent accurately that the person has an ego, which is the usage of the word should. Um, so the, multiple times, if not all the times, the person says, you should do this or you should, um, you know, choose this library or choose mm -hmm. this framework. You should 
you should do this type of code. You should yeah. rather than why not do this or you could also do this. So providing an alternative, uh, an alternative rather than implying, do this, do that. Okay, so and I've you're referring to some kind of external standard that is greater than everybody else. Yes, and it could be a small thing as well, right? It doesn't have to be something as big as a stand as influential as a standard. It could be something. Could be a pull request, a code review. I mean, um, mm -hmm. that is one thing that I noticed right away. Um, I also noticed that every discussion is binary. Um, and it in the person turns it into an argument of who wins. So there's no middle term. There's no let's try to reach something in between. It's it's my opinion against your opinion. My way That's or the another, highway. Yeah. Yeah, and and it the the discussion is over only when the person has actually uh, gotten their way, right? Um, there is uh, there is also uh, one. Uh, red flag is um, uh, that I noticed that the person has never contributed to or rarely have, have has contributed to open source. So this means that the person has never been exposed in a sense that the code was never out there. It was never exposed to criticism and criticism. Can you, can you, can you actually, can you actually say that somebody is not a good developer because he hasn't been part of a pseudo socialist open source movement? <laughs> um, no, the reason is simple. Because and if the, the, for all the developers that are listening to this, you are not your code. Your code doesn't represent yourself. It it, it might represent the uh, in, in a certain aspect the quality of your code definitely, but it doesn't define who you are. And especially the code that you've written six months ago is not the code you're writing today. So you've evolved. You've 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 gotten some criticism. You 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 became better. So your six month. Your year-old code is not who you are. The code that you are def uh, writing today is not who you are. It doesn't define you. So that's extremely important. Um, and I try to also keep this in mind. So I think uh, being exposed to open source is a very good thing because then you know that you might be wrong. And, and being wrong without knowing that you're wrong is the same feeling as being right. Uh, so if someone actually points that you are wrong, it's a very humbling experience. And I think this is... Um, everybody should experience contributing contributing to open source. So these are. So you're saying to me, if somebody is using the word "should" and has not been participating to an open source project, I should. Um, I, I I wouldn't <laughs> define them as uh, as the only causes for being an ego. What, what, I'm happy what about that. About? I'm personally very happy about that actually. <laughs> uh, about, uh, because, because, uh, these these are just uh, hints. Right. Yeah. This is like okay. There's a problem so where, coming where, in your direction. Where's the smoking gun? Where's the smoking gun, Pedro? <laughs> um, where does the problem lie? Yeah. Is that how, what you're? How do I identify an absolute total asshole that actually reduces value more than he adds? So how do you, how do you tackle the problem? Basically, right? How mm -hmm. do you how do you address this? Uh, so I have I have two ways. Uh, one way, and because I'm really not perfect, and I have a lot of things to learn, is I just avoid. Um, oh. The person. There was one situation, smart, <laughs> uh, where it couldn't be avoided. Yeah. And so I put a lot of energy on understanding why is the person like this, and it actually came down to the fact that the person uh, was was going away from a position and starting a new one, and the person was basically insecure on the new one and was very secure on very secure on the old one. So it was just diverging the energy to 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 
to have a big ego, right? So to, to camouflage their insecurity. So what I did was I confronted the person. I said, okay, isn't, and said, isn't this the problem? And the person actually ended up saying, yes, this is the problem. And we never had a, any more problems after that. But it took me so much energy. It took me so many hours going home and thinking, why is this person like this? And I don't really have the energy to, to address this. But in this case, it was unavoid unavoidable. Mm-hmm. What about you? How do you tackle these? I think that um, what you're addressing here, what you're talking about is not a developer thing. It's a human thing. It's basically about feeling threatened. It's basically about how to establish your own value in the workplace. And I think that um, sometimes people for a long number of, long row of, of individual personal reasons can need to establish some kind of value in the workplace and make themselves um fantastic fabulous or replaceable but um i my experience is i think actually it probably overlaps what you're saying is that when somebody feels somebody's position as an expert is threatened that's when the egos come out for real um and you mm-hmm. use your bully pulpit as a senior developer to Quash, squash somebody else, but that happens in every single industry, not just in uh, development. Actually. So, so, yeah. so I think the the difficult thing to talk about here is how is this different in software than from anywhere else? I mean, in a dairy industry or <laughs> international politics, how how does this appear differently in software development? Um, do you have any very practical ways of recognizing that, or do you have any experiences that we can um, get smarter by listening to? I think it's software development. I don't know about other professions. I've I've only been a software developer. So, and and pardon me if I'm ridiculously wrong on this, but software development is is a profession that really really relies on other people. So the concept of team needs to be very well polished. When there's someone in that team that creates entropy, whether by being an ego or something else, Mm -hmm. uh, toxicity or whatever, then performance slows down uh, at the very least. So it creates a bad environment and ultimately I think performance will slow down. Um, But this is anecdotal experience. Um, But I still think it's um, a very real outcome of what could happen. I don't know if you agree. Mm, I'm not sure I get the point. Ultimately, the consequences of this, what I'm saying is it will affect the team's performance. Um, Yes, it always will. Um, And that's uh, kind of the problem. But um, I think in many cases, I think super egotism is a survival mechanism that somebody's using as the last resort Mm -hmm. in order to avoid having uh, stuff crumble around them. and, and yes, it will affect the team. Uh, and it'll turn the problem into somebody else's problem, um, e.g. the manager's or the project manager's problem. Um, yeah. Exactly. I mean, um, um, also, people become inhibited to contribute because, well, there's always the hippo in the room. I don't know if you know. Um, so hippo is a term that refers to highest paid person's opinion. <laughs> Or, or <laughs> highest paid person in the office could be both. Um, so if everybody, if everybody is following the hippo, then something might be wrong. So if you inhibit, if the hippo inhibits uh, 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 contributions, then obviously everything will will be affected by it, right? 
Yeah, but then you're saying that every manager is a Jew is an idiot, right? No, definitely not. Um, I'm saying that uh, these <laughs> people with egos um, they affect not only developers but they affect the whole team. Um, so, and I think you've got into you obviously got into a, a, a position where you had to face a lot of egos. So it, it mm-hmm. affects you Obviously. as a project manager, doesn't it? It 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 it, it contributes negatively to your day to day. I I assume. Boy, you don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, how is it perceived among project managers? How do you solve this? This is what I wanted to get with this episode. How do how how do we tackle this? How do we tackle this as a project manager? Well, if we were in a fascist setting, it would be very easy. We'll drag people outside and shoot them, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> However, no. Let's assume democracy. <laughs> let's assume let's assume in a pretty well regulated workplace that we can't yeah. do that. Um, I'd like to um, I'd like to uh, point to a guy called uh, Paul Baker, who is a very high placed um, um, officer in the uh, U.S. military. He's got like three uh, main points of leadership called teamwork, tone and tenacity. And I think those three can give us some magic insights in how to handle problems like this. The first thing is you've got to be part of the team, right? And if somebody is not a part of the team, you recognize it immediately. You can tell that somebody is working against the grain. He doesn't want to be a part of the solution. He actually wants to create his own problem because he thinks he has the leverage, the power, the influence, to prevent progress in a certain direction, and he's preventing teamwork, right? So that's mm-hmm. one of the first times when I identify somebody with an ego that is actually being disruptive. I don't mind having heroes. I love heroes. I don't mm-hmm. mind giving beers and celebrating and giving away the credit. Basically, I think you should share the credit and take the blame in any case mm-hmm. as a project manager. And, and this really involves even giving it away to the big egos and saying, fine, you're the most wonderful, fantastic, super developer in the world. You have saved the company. I don't mind saying that, but you've got to play along with the team. The moment you're destroying teamwork, then I think you're becoming a serious problem. Tone is the next thing. If you are being abusive, if you are being uh, abrasive, if you are creating problems just by the way that you're walking into a room, then I think that you might be the best developer uh, ever, but you are Mm. destroying more value than you're creating. And tenacity, actually getting shit done. Sorry about the wording, pardon my French, but getting stuff done, delivering in the end. If you're all words and no delivery, then you have no... uh, justification as an employee so those three things i think are extremely important and if i mean you can have longer lists of 10 different or 20 different important traits of a good developer or good employee or good manager but if you if you brush up against these three team themes teamwork tone and tenacity and you don't perform then we need to do something about you and seeing from the project management perspective or a line management perspective that's when the ego becomes not a productive kind of energy but a destructive but what if you perform does it justify the means 
Does it just define define perform? If you, I mean, if you, yeah, code a lot of, yeah, how many how many lines of code? How do, how do you define performance as a systems developer? I'd like to hear that. Um, so w from the perspective of business, right? Business performance, yeah. um, delivering, um, delivering what? Delivering the features that you committed that you would uh, that you that you say you would uh, deliver. That. But if you if you're sitting in your tower somewhere else alone and delivering features for the next version of Microsoft Word. I mean, you are not helping the team. You're not helping but the company. Sitting in a tower is not working in a team. Uh, exactly. Developing a feature is working as a team. A feature is a team thing. So you, you work in the trenches. So per, per definition, so per, you're saying per definition, somebody who delivers a feature is part of a teamwork. Necessarily. Performance yes. is the ability to deliver based on... Uh, how you work in a team. Okay, cool. So we agree on that. So if you don't work in a team and you incre help increase your co-workers' productivity and general well-being and you are a an asshole, then you don't perform. Mm, right. Um, Never mind how good you are at coding. What if, I don't think this scenario exists, but what if you are actually uh, an asshole and still perform as a team? But... Um, you have the asshole personality. <laughs> You're rude and, and, and things like that. Um, I guess, does, does it justify? Does it justify the means of, can we let the person be rude, but still uh, uh, just because the person is actually, okay, works within a team, delivers the feature, talks, but isn't it then, isn't it the burden is on other developers to support the assholeness, if it's even a word? So that yeah, and are they actually delivering the value in the end? Because let's say you're the prima donna in the organization, everybody is deferring to you. You get your way. You define the architecture. You get to tell people that this is the right way of doing things. This is the wrong way of doing things. I'm your guru, and you're just my minions. You should do kind of thing. Yeah, you should do something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um. In the end, I'm not sure that will give us more business value. Exactly. How do you measure business value? Well, that's a very difficult problem, right? You don't measure it in function points, right? Um, that doesn't tell us actual value. Exactly. Um, I think um, from from the developer perspective, I think I've already mentioned um, it. It it inhibits people to 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 contribute to talk. Um, it. Uh, slows down performance ultimately. So, uh, yes. personally, on me, it takes a big toll uh, because um, it requires a lot of energy on my side to understand what is the problem, what is <laughs> what is this guy's problem. <laughs> but but yeah, to understand the core of the issue. But um, that's the main gist uh, I want to say. It's, it 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 affects developers deeply. At least to me, it 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 really does affect. And I hope that I wasn't on the other side being being an asshole. Um, and having a big ego, I I truly hope I never went into that to that uh, direction. Um, all right. So because we this is the Scope Creepers podcast, and we are creeping up on the time for the episode, mm, the time. I wanted to ask uh, if you want to add something. And uh, I think we should have picks this time, although I don't uh, have uh, a lot of uh, picks. But um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so banal, and it sounds very slogany. But be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem, and mm -hmm. keep that in mind every single day. 
basically. Um, right. It's very important in the organization. Um, my final thoughts, be humble, um, be exposed, um, allow criticism, constructive. Um, try not to be the hippo. Um, <laughs> and that means don't have that much money? Or... <laughs> no, I, I mean, uh, that varies uh, from place to place. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the that's the gist of it. Just to wrap up, um, I want to have I want to say just a, a small pick when I was uh, researching for this episode, and I just mentioned that um, when I mentioned you are not your code, it's not my quote. No, it's uh, a guy called Gerald Weinberg who put it in a book called The Psychology of Computer Programming. Um, he, I found this while researching on, online, and this is um, a this this is a, a something that really uh, changes things mm -hmm. um, to to in, in my case to to a better place. So that's my pick. Uh, the, the 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 you are not your code quote. Okay, Gerald Weinberg in the book Psychology of Computer Programming. Right, and in the other end of the of the uh, spectrum, I'd like you to recommend the book for me in life and leadership by none other than Colin Powell. Oh, okay. Should we talk about politics exactly. now? <laughs> so, it's, there's your pick. We should, <laughs> good pick. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about it? I think, I, I think it's very problematic because as a super pacifist myself, it's very unfortunate that most of the strategic insights and most of the great insights on leadership in human history has been generated by people who spend most of their time breaking things and killing other people. <laughs> so he was, he was the Secretary of Defense during, uh, during the invasion of um, Iraq, right? Secretary of what? Defense. Ah, uh, defense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it, it, it was, I think yeah, it was because, let's, call, let's, call it, let's call it that. But, but any, anyway, my, my whole point is, unfortunately, I keep seem to find that as a project manager and a general manager, that most of the wisdom about uh, management is actually generated by people across the history of humanity is generated by people in the military. Yeah, that's um, unsettling in many ways. Yeah, the internet was born as a... As a military project, right? Yeah. So you're just a pawn uh, for yeah. the man. Yes. Uh, what was uh, was it? Edward Snowden saying uh, Facebook is just a um, it's just a spying something disguised as social network. So, anyways, um, awesome. That's we're going we're going off topic. Definitely, we're really scope creeping this time. Um, yeah. I think that's a wrap. Um, I think uh, thanks for the episode. I liked it very much. Oh, likewise. Um, see you all next time. But we won't promise you when. <laughs>